Hey, Patty. What? Have you heard about metabolomics? Um, like the study of metabolites? Yeah. Have you heard of Genova's new test, Metabolomics Plus? Oh, no. You're going to have to tell me more. Oh, I'm going to. The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. I think the only thing that's more ridiculous than spam folder talk is talk about spam folder talk. What's wrong with talking about the spam folder? I mean, there's just not a whole lot of interesting content hmm. in the spam folder. Depends what's in it. Hello! Hi, Michael Chapman. Hi, Patty Devers. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you, and welcome to The Lab Report. Thanks. Welcome, everyone, to The Lab Report. This is a podcast, all things functional medicine, specialty lab testing, integrative therapeutics, and the like. That's right. This is a Genova podcast. And if you're hearing it for the first time and you like what you hear, you can head over to iTunes or Spotify and maybe hit that subscribe button. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Rate, review, all of those things. And you can also connect with us. Yes, you can send any sort of comments, feedback. Maybe you've got a question Hmm. that uh, you want to submit for a question of the day. That would all be excellent. And you can send those things to podcast at gdx.net. One more time, that's podcast at gdx.net. All right, let's get back to the topic at hand here, sir. Let's do that. Well, in the opening teaser, you said something about a new product, and you asked me if I knew what metabolomics was. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, we're getting to something here. Here we go. You want to know the big news? I do. Okay. Genova mm-hmm. has a new test. Okay. It's called Metabolomics Plus. What? And it is a comprehensive metabolomic assessment. So then wow. your question probably if I look through the crystal ball, is what is a metabolomic test? Right. And actually, what is Is the right? Was I right on that? You were. Okay. You were. You've known me a very long time, sir. Great. Well, we said earlier that metabolomics is the study of metabolites, and that's how it's usually defined, right? If you look at the dictionary. but That's a problem. There's a problem because you can't define a term using that term in the definition. I mean, everyone knows you should not do that. (laughs) Everyone knows that, but yet... People do it all the time. It's it's ridiculous. Webster, I got a beef beef with you, Webster, (laughs) whoever you are. I mean, your book's good, but we need to talk. Right. But as we often do when we're talking about something new, let's back it up. Back it up. Start with, Uh, how would you, Michael Chapman, define a metabolite? A metabolite Hmm. is first and foremost a molecule. Okay. And it is a molecule that is a byproduct of metabolism, right? So we've got all these different enzymatic reactions occurring in our biochemistry all the time. And a metabolite is just one of those. It can be an intermediate. It can be an end product. It can be... A reagent, it can be so many different things. It's a wide definition for what you call a metabolite. And so when you're talking about a metabolomic test, you're talking about an evaluation of tons and tons of these biochemical molecules. Well, can't you then make the case that every single thing we test here at Genova is a metabolomic test? I think you could make that case because it depends on your definition of metabolite or your definition of metabolomics. But really, we're talking about a biochemical fingerprint when we're talking about metabolomics. That's a good point. And then I think in my head, okay, so Genopa has been doing metabolomics for over 30 years. True. And crushing it. True. So why, what is this new test then? 
That's a good question. So this test is a modular approach to metabolite testing. Hmm. So on it, as a base panel, we have organic acids and amino acids because we consider those metabolomics. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can kind of pick and choose what you're interested in, starting with, do you want essential metabolic fatty acids? Do you Mm -hmm. want toxic elements? Do you want nutrient elements? And those are available as add-ons, and you can kind of pick and choose what you would like as components to this base metabolomic test. So in essence, you know, we have the NutriVal, we have all these other standalone profiles. You're saying that we're making it kind of easier to order and put some of these metabolomic tests together. That's one of the advantages of the Metabolomics Plus is that given everything that's happened, you know, with COVID-19 and people who are doing more practicing at home, collecting at home, Mm -hmm. staying safe, collect at home, that Mm -hmm. whole initiative, we're offering this metabolomics test as a non-invasive option. The essential metabolic fatty acid add-on is actually a blood spot fatty acid Ah. test. And so now you've got an at-home collection for organic acids, amino acids, and essential metabolic fatty acids that also contains things like oxidative stress markers, lipid Ah. peroxides, and 8-OHDG that are oxidative stress markers. All of that is available as an at-home collection, including toxic elements in the urine and Hmm. nutrients in the urine. So a complete at-home collection. That's right. That's awesome. That's right. Well, here's another question for you. Okay. What about SNPs? Yeah, SNPs. SNPs are definitely available for the Metabolomics Plus. There are add-ons for MTHFR, Mm. APOE, COMT, and TNF-alpha. And those, again, are are available as add-ons. They're very affordable, and that's that's an awesome part of this modular panel. That's really cool. So, again, Genova's been doing this for so long and leading the field. We're now making it just non-invasive, at-home collection, and modular, easier to order. Yeah, sounds great. So then, you know, the thing to keep in mind is that these metabolomic fingerprints, this is what is used in a lot of cases to not only look at clinical associations and what might be going on from a biochemistry point of view, what might be going on from a functional imbalance point of view, but this is also what helps give information around nutritional needs, right? We've got Mm. organic acid markers that might reflect certain B vitamin needs. We've got amino acid markers that are going to tell us about needs for amino acids. Of course, we know a ton about essential metabolic fatty acids and their importance as well. So Mm. to have that as part of this test, it's just uh, you're getting a ton of information from a clinical perspective. Well, let's talk fatty acids for a second, Michael. Okay. So ordinarily, people measure essential and metabolic fatty acids in red blood cells. Yeah, right. sometimes sometimes it's measured in plasma. We've had that conversation. We have, we have. And it sounds like in this non-invasive profile, the Metabolomics Plus, uh-huh. we're measuring fatty acids in blood spot. And I guess my question is, is that the same? That's a good question. A question that I honestly don't know the answer to. Hmm. So we're kind of stuck. We're at an impasse here. You know what this means? It's time to bring back a segment. Yeah, we should probably ask someone in the lab, yes. shouldn't we? Which means Woo. Ashley Gibbon That's right. will be here for Scienceness, Technology, and Machina Mechanics. Let's get her. <laughs> Scienceness. Technology. Machina Mechanics. Lab stuff. There we go. I love that. Do you still like it? I love it. You're not over it yet? <laughs> I've missed it. We haven't used it in a while. 
I'm just yeah. glad to have Ashley back so we can use it. Scienceness, technology, machine mechanics. And I think the first technology question would be blood spot. How are we measuring the fatty acids in blood spot? And it's similar or is it similar to when we do it in just red cells coming from blood? Yeah, it's very similar. The actual laboratory procedure is, is very similar. The difference mostly is in the way the patients collect it. Mm-hmm. The blood spot card is just a little cardboard card mm-hmm. with a filter paper inside. There's nothing super fancy about it. And the patient does a self-lancet. We have a little lancet device that pokes a little needle out, retracts the needle in, and then they drip their blood right on that little card. It absorbs the blood for us and let it dry and send it back into the lab. And then once it's in the lab, we extract that blood off using different you know, reagents and run it pretty much the same way we run the other EMFAs. Well, the, d- the difference, obviously, is that a, a dry blood spot is a whole blood versus the red blood cells of the standard EMFAs we run. So you've got this blood on a card. Yep. Like, how does that, how do you extract it? Like, do you dissolve the card? Or well, do I was you... asking, like, doesn't some of the, the absorbency of the card get into the, to the blood? Does that affect, like, how do you get it out of there? That's a that's a good question. The the blood spot card has four little circles on it, and the patient is told to basically fill up the little circle. And then once it comes into the lab, we use what's basically a fancy hole punch, and we cut out a, a certain amount of that blood spot card so that we're getting the same amount of blood every single time. And then that little punch of the blood spot card, we basically let it soak in a reagent, and it can pull out the the blood mm. from the filter paper, leaving the filter paper behind. And it's possible, I suppose, that there are some filter paper particles that are getting in there, but it doesn't seem to interfere with our assay. We've done interference studies and it hasn't caused any problems. Hmm. And so when you extract it, you're extracting the whole blood? Correct. Okay. And then do you separate it into yeah, good question. red blood cell versus plasma? Or Nope. We just run the whole blood all together. Got it. Because at that point, once once it's been dried, there's no way to let the blood then clot and separate it the way you would with a normal plasma sample because it's already clotted and dried together. So we're not able to pull those components apart anymore. Okay. So that means that this technically is a whole blood essential metabolic fatty acid. Yes. Got it. But so then it does still correlate with just the red blood cell measurement well, fatty that, acids? That was the fun part about this project is that we, we had that same question is would it, would it correlate the dried blood spot? which is essentially a whole blood, versus the RBCs. And so we did several studies where we had volunteers come in, and we did a blood draw, did this, the standard EDTA venipuncture draw, separated out their R- the RBCs. And then we immediately had them go over to a little station to collect their own blood spots where they had the lancet and they collected themselves to simulate exactly what a patient would be doing at home. And then we, we had those collected within 10 or 15 minutes of each other so that they would be basically the same period of time. And then we ran them together on the instruments to see if there was a difference or correlation. And it, there was. You know, we, were, we were very pleasantly surprised that there was a nice correlation for all of our analytes. We were able to see every single one of the EMFAs. That's really interesting. And I think, you know, we have to keep in mind that whole blood is, is made up of the two components, right? The red blood cell and the the plasma components. And so what we're thinking, and a lot of times what we speak to on the phones with respect to the fatty acids with a red blood cell analysis is that it probably reflects the window of like 90 to 120 days of lifespan of a red blood cell. 
this might be a little bit different because you're incorporating the plasma aspect, which has a little bit of a more rapid turnover. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to know exactly what the window of time frame that you're going to be assessing, but I would put it somewhere between the 90 and 100 and two to three weeks, which is, you know, a little bit of a white gap, but it gives you a little bit of room to maybe think in, you know, a month or so. It's probably a reasonable window of time where we're testing for. Interesting. Here's another question. So if someone's collecting a blood spot, that can get tricky. I don't know if you've ever tried to stick your finger, Michael. It can hurt. And so sometimes the blood won't come. So people squeeze their finger, right? So some of that can be like lymphatics and other just, you know, that clear liquid that comes out when you squeeze too hard. Right. Won't that affect it too? Well, we were worried about that as well. And so that's the reason why we set up our blood draws to purposefully not have phlebotomists doing the lancet. We wanted to see if people could do it themselves. And we were, you know, sort of watching them, you know, to see who was struggling with the different techniques, who was actually trying to milk the blood out and mm-hmm. who was, you know, sort of dripping freely and that sort of thing to see if we could see a difference on the on the final results. And we actually didn't see a difference, which mm-hmm. was interesting. But I wonder if it has to do with the weight percentage, if it's because you're normalizing. So if you are getting interstitial fluid that's diluting out your sample, it's going to dilute it equally. And so mm, you're still that makes sense. You're still able to, to get the same weight percentage. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, uh, OK. I mean, we take a lot of precautions to make sure that the the actual disc, the circle, each one of the four circles are collected and kind of dripped onto the circle appropriately. What is the problem, you know, if somebody doesn't actually fill the circle, fill the circle or maybe they, they put multiple drops or what, what do we run into? If they don't fill up the circle enough, then we're not, then the we're not going to have enough blood on the circle to be able to extract off to run the test. So you'd get very low weight percentage. And we do have a, you know, a level at which it's the, the levels are too low and we, we, cons- we are concerned about a collection error. So it, they'd have to recollect. They'd have to recollect. Since we're both now laboratory experts because we've had Ashley Gibbon explain things to us and Jim Kelton. Yeah. What's the methodology we're using to measure fatty acids on a blood spot? Wait, let Same? me guess. Okay, guess. GCMS. You got it. Yeah. Where's my gas dinger? chromatography mass spectrometry? So that has to do with the mobile phase and the stationary phase, as you'll recall. Look at you. Which one? Wow. Yeah. I got a gas mobile Ooh. phase. You guys are experts. Nice. nice. Remembering things. Look at us. One other nice thing about blood spot cards is that it does help stabilize the sample once it's dried. So you know, stab- stab- stabilization. Yeah. Stability is not an issue. Oh. issue. See, I didn't even. I was like, that's a word. <laughs> Stabilization. <laughs> we did put an awful lot of thought about how do you appropriately collect the blood spot card. So when we were conducting these studies, and we did several of these draws, where we, we had people, we purposefully gave them some instructions and watched to see how they could do it, and trying to figure out where is the best part of the finger and mm-hmm. who has to milk and who, ha- who doesn't have to milk. I think the point there is that leave it to Genova to really explore all the different variables yes, and right. make sure that we have, have, have ruled them out as far as being potential influencers, things that can interfere or lead to aberrant or aberrant, mm. as Patty says, results. Aberrant. That would be the takeaway that I would have from that. And, okay. I, w- and I would say what a great research and development team we have to really <laughs> cover all of those bases. And we're always thankful that Ashley Gibbon comes to join us, right, Michael? Yeah. So we can learn all the technicology that happens in the lab. Yeah, and this has been no exception. This has been fantastic. So I just want to say thank you so much, Ashley, for, Thanks, for being Ash. on. And we'll talk to you again soon.
Well, I'm really excited about this Metabolomics Plus profile. I mean, this is pretty exciting. Even You should be excited. Some of that research and development that went into it. So I'm glad we had Ashley to explain that difference. Not just you. I mean, like, we Everyone, all should be excited. The because world. This is, this is great. Yeah. This is a really, really great test profile that we're announcing here. You know, the thing I think that's important to understand is that metabolomics mm-hmm. as a concept is not just one thing, right? We talked about what that definition means and how it relates to all these different types of me- metabolites in the body. So you mean it's not just nutritional? Is that what you're saying? This, well, it may not just be nutritional. It, it's organic acids, it's amino acids, fatty acids lumped in, but even things like hormone and hormone metabolites might be part of the conversation for metabolomics, which we've been doing for a long time. We talk about estrogen metabolites, progesterone metabolites. You think about looking in the stool analysis for metabolites there. There's short-chain fatty acids, which are byproducts. Those are bacterial metabolites. We even have a section on the GI effects called metabolite imbalance. So, Mm. you know, that is a part of metabolomics as well. So you start to see that this expansion of the concept of metabolomics is important and that at Genova we've been evaluating for this for a long time. Well, and this just makes me think about omics Mm -hmm. and the entire industry of omics and the omics revolution you might hear about. So it's kind of like a buzzword where we're talking about these omics. But speaking of omics and the buzzword, omics is really just the study of something in biology. And so we all know you mentioned genomics, which is literally just the study of genes and genetic information within a cell. And then there's something called transcriptomics. Yeah, what is that? That studies like messenger RNA expression. Yeah. And then with that, it then translates to a protein, right. for protein, and that also has its own omic, which is what, Michael? That would be proteomics. Correct. And then it brings us to what we're discussing here today, which was metabolomics, which right. are the products and the byproducts of metabolism. Yes. Yeah, and it it's all kind of in a stepwise fashion too. Right. And it's one of the reasons why we always say genetics is not your destiny because mm. genetics has to go through all these different steps to turn into metabolomics, to turn into what the actual metabolism is doing. You know, it has to be transcribed, which is the transcriptomics and yada, yada, yada. So I think it's really important to keep in context. But then also when we start to put together multiple layers of omics, where you put together the layers of genomics with the metabolomics, you're just synthesizing information and, and getting even closer to the real biological fingerprint that's occurring and the, the, the entire, yeah. the entire, the whole kitten caboodle. <laughs> kitten caboodle? Yeah. Where, you know what we need? The, where we does need that come the, from? The etymology, or as you say, entomology of kitten yeah, caboodle. Yeah, let's do that. We should probably Google it. There's a segment called Googling it. It's not the quantity, it's the quality of typing. Okay, I got it. Okay. So kit, it's like a collection of things, like a tool kit. Uh. And then boodle was an old British term. Some people say Australian or Dutch, but also means a collection of things. And then it just kind of morphed into kit and caboodle. So It's a whole lot of things. It's a whole collection of things. It's a collection and a collection. Boodle became caboodle? That's right. That seems like a stretch. Maybe just to get... More in an alliteration with Kit. That sounds like they're just making things up. You can't make things up. Well, it's not how it works. Okay, Patty. So I think one more thing before we get out of this episode here. What's that? Is we got to do question of the day. Uh, 
time is it? Oh, you know what time it is. I mean, it is time. Question it of is the day. Time. Question of the day. Question of the day. Question of the day. Wait, what time is it? Oh, it's kind of always I time. I think it is time. It is. It's always time. Question yeah. of the day. Question of the day. Question of the day. Question of the day. Okay, so if I ask you this question of the day, and it happens to be a, a two-parter, like a twofer, that does not mean we need to play that twice. Nope. Remove my finger from the I'm button. I'm just saying it happens to be a two-parter, okay. but one jingle should suffice. Number one, we spent this entire episode talking about the Metabolomics Plus profile. Yes. Number one, when is it coming out? By the time this podcast is live, what? it will be out. Wow. Yes. Okay, good to know. So it's already out, baby. Woo! Yeah. You don't need to wait. That's no waiting. Awesome. In fact, we awesome. can't get this podcast out soon enough <laughs> because it's going live. It's coming at you. It's coming at you. <laughs> Part two yeah. of the question. What does this mean for the one, the optimal nutrition evaluation? So because these two panels are similar in nature, mm-hmm. both containing the organic acids, amino acids, and oxidative stress markers... Essentially, the one is being absorbed into the metabolomics. So there's not going to be a one test anymore. There's just going to be the metabolomics plus. And so keep that in mind for people who have done ordering previously and have, you know, you're big fans of the one. Mm -hmm. You're getting the same analytes on the base panel for metabolomics plus. And now on top of that, you're getting the option to add things like blood spot, fatty acids, toxic elements, and urine nutrients. So you so. can, you can still use your collection packs if you have them. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And you know, if we went into the Im- immense amount of clinical utility to this metabolomics plus profile, we'd be here for hours, but luckily We have a whole body of podcast episodes that you can refer back to, one on minerals, one on fatty acids, nutrition in general. So you might want to just check back on some of the previous podcast episodes to get a deep dive into what we're measuring on this test and why. Yeah, you're right. And you highlighted the minerals, the fatty acids. Organic acids. Organic acids. Those are all things to go back to to refresh yourself on, uh, on the clinical utility of those biomarkers. What do we got next time? Next time on The Lab Report, we have on Dr. Paul Saladino. Oh, yeah, the carnivore MD. And he's going to be here nose to tail, but not really. He's going to call in. Right. I just went for the joke. You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. Oh, the part where I get the headphones stuck in my hair. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to need some scissors.